Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to welcome a nationally known sportscaster, Michelle Tafoya, who walked away from a very successful career to speak out on the issues of the day. Her courage inspires us. Well, Michelle, it is a great pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I was looking through uh, some of the stuff that you've said in the past, and one of the quotes that you had is that you have a passion for being a performer in sports, and you had the last three decades doing exactly that. So can you tell us a little bit about that? There was a point when I was in college and then later in grad school where I thought, I really love sports more than almost anything. Um, I also love being in front of people. And at that time, I had some really good people, role models to look to. Women were just sort of starting to get into the field. So you had like Robin Roberts and Hannah Storm and Leslie Visser and, you know, starting to, to become presences on uh, television. And so I thought, you know, maybe I'll try that. And I, I don't think in my wildest dreams I would have imagined I would end up on Sunday Night Football for 10 years or 11, I think. But um, yeah, it's been a dream. Well, you're, you're like the goat for sportscasting. And uh, I'll just, since it was sports, I'll give some statistics here. So it says you've covered <laughs> 327 primetime games in five Super Bowls. You're a four-time Sports Emmy Award winner. Uh, you are one of the most recognizable names, especially in the NFL, but I understand NBA, WNBA, and even the Olympics. So you've had an amazing career, and again, it's spanned over about three decades, but I haven't seen you on the sidelines recently, so I'm just, I'm like, what's going on? Where's Michelle? Yeah. Because this is like a dream job. What happened? Well, it was a dream job, uh, and I had gotten so much out of it, and I loved every minute of it, but I really would tell you that after 9-11, I changed a lot as a human, as an American, as a mom, as a wife, as a daughter. And um, I started to see my country sort of threatened. And um, I am a proud daughter of an Hispanic man, uh, rest in peace, dad, who called this the greatest country on the world, in the, on God's green earth, and I agree with him. It gave him the American dream and my mom, they both grew up dirt poor during the depression, and they worked hard. And so he instilled work ethic, they both did, in all four of um, my siblings and I. And um, in and me. Um, so it, it after 9/11, I thought, you know, the world changed for me. And um, as the conversation progressed throughout the years following that, um, I just wanted to be part of a bigger conversation about what's going on in this country. And now, really, I think rather than the threats from the outside, it seems to me the threats are on the inside. And I, I just wanted to be part of that conversation. Now, when you're on Sunday Night Football, and that is the crown jewel of the NBC sports conglomerate, you, you don't want to court controversy to that show. And um, I understood that, and I respected that, and I appreciated that. So while I wanted to have a podcast on the side, uh, some of my co colleagues at NBC said, why don't, can you wait? Can mm. you wait? And it just got to the point where I couldn't wait anymore. So we set a timeline and in 2018, I gave my notice and we worked it out so that I would stay on for one more Super Bowl, which was in 2021, um, right? Yeah, no, 2022, excuse me, 2022, after the 2021 yeah. season, yeah. And um, 
and once that Super Bowl was over, I knew I was done and I was embarking on a new project in my life. So your, your story is amazing, and that's why I want to dig into it a little bit, because I think there's a lot of Americans out there right now that are kind of feeling conflicted the way that you are. So, so you, 9-11 hit, that started, the, that, that was the triggering process, that started the, the snowball of events, if you will. And, you know, yeah. but that was uh, a while ago, so it, it took you yeah. a while to kind of execute on that idea. So how did it keep building up? Were there more events that kind of kept pushing you closer and closer to leaving? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I think there was a lot that went on during the Obama administration. Uh, I, I felt like the the healthcare uh, legislation was not. Uh, I, I I I really want to be careful with my words. That's one thing I'm trying to do is be very careful with my words and not just throw flames. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't agree with that legislation. I thought it was wrong for America. And you saw this rise of people. I wasn't, I didn't consider myself part of the Tea Party, but I saw the rise and I empathized with them. And I empathized with the other side as well, but I thought there were better solutions and the better solutions weren't being found. But this stirred up in me more and more interest in defending what I think is a brilliant constitution. And um, so that happened. And then I, you know, certainly Trump's election animated the entire country, let alone the world. And I think, and then I just saw some, really on both sides, some extreme responses on both sides to what was happening, and this ignoring actual some really good policies that the Trump administration implemented, and people were paying more attention to rhetoric and tweets and that kind of thing. And and I thought we're going insane here. We're tearing ourselves apart. We're so divided right now, and that. That scares me more than some of the external threats, although there are plenty of external threats to be afraid of as well. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Of, of course, there's external threats, but we're, we're killing ourselves from the inside, right? That, that's, yeah. where the, that's where the majority and the, and the most vicious part of the attack is coming, from the inside. I mean, a lot of people will point to the move towards a social Marxist type of yeah. concept in our country, and it's, it's absolutely terrifying, and, and people are asleep. And it sounds like you had that that voice in your head, at least since 9-11, but that's been kind of building and building over time. Yeah, and it has. So, and help me, because you, you had such a, you had such a, you have a great platform, but you had this amazing platform yeah. um, where just millions of Americans just tuned in. I mean, I was, I was a huge football fan as well. I tell people, it's like, I, I think I know Michelle. I feel like I know Michelle because I've seen <laughs> you for, you know, last 30 years on TV and, you know, people crowd around the TV in the living room and they know you. So how... Were you able to kind of continue um, voicing what was going on through that, or you you felt you really had to leave? Were they pushing you out, or was it something that you just yeah, no one mutual? pushed me out? I got okay. I, I want to give NBC all the credit in the world, yeah. and and anyone that thinks I was pushed out is just absolutely dead wrong. This was my decision. They asked me to stay on through the Super Bowl, yeah. and so I did. Now they were great. Uh, there were times where I'd speak at conservative conferences or dinners or. I'd support candidates who were clearly conservative, and they were okay with that. They'd always kind of say, "You're not going to say anything crazy, right?" <laughs> you know, but because you do, and you do, you must be careful. You're representing yeah. Sunday Night Football. You're representing the league to a certain extent. You're representing the company, and I understand. I got that. I, I, and I always promised I would, you know, keep it together. Um, but, the, mm -hmm. but it's really hard now to to say things that someone isn't going to be offended by, right? 
if someone wants to be offended by something you say, they will find a way and they will be offended and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. That's right. So I think that you know NBC just wanted to steer clear of that. I got that. So um, I, they still allowed me, like I said, to do certain events, but I, what I really wanted to do was sit in front of, like what you're doing, sit in yeah. front of a camera and talk to people and talk with people and have guests on my show that I felt I could have good faith conversations with. And so that's really what I've been trying to do on my podcast, Sideline Sanity, which is going through a rebrand and is going to come out May 1st, uh, new and improved. So that's that's what I'm trying to do. So, so tell us more about that. So what is it that you are currently doing and how does that align with your values? Yeah, well, I, I sit down every day and I think, what is bothering me and what do I feel strongly about? And who are some people I'd really like to engage with, right? Mm -hmm. Who are some people that I think are sane and part of it is and honestly because part of this is that so many podcasts are out there tv shows whatever radio that are so extreme in the way that they present maybe not in their views but in the way that they present and i felt like i don't i feel like people want some more kind of centrist yeah. sane conversation and so that's what i've endeavored to do and uh, so, like I said, I'm having conversations with everyone from from Tyrus from Fox News to Bob Costas to Tony Dungy to Ilya Shapiro to Ari Fleischer. Um, the shame for me has been that uh, there are a number of Democrats that I've invited on that just either won't respond or will mm. not come on. Um, so, you know, I try to deal with that in other ways. Um, and then I've had people who want to come on who frankly aren't coming on in good faith. They want to come on and just rip me to shreds. And, mm. and I don't, I, I'm not into that either. I mean, I, 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 I'd like to just have sane conversations. <laughs> Hence the name of the podcast. Um, but yes. so people are attacking you still. So are, are these previous colleagues or is this just new people coming out of the, the woods? Where, 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 where are the attacks coming from? I think the attacks are coming from people who don't know me very well. Um, people who have decided that because I don't like CRT being taught in K through 12 education, that I am somehow racist. Uh, that couldn't right. be, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and anyway, um, so I, I, and and again, and the other one that's really getting it to me right now is the transgenders in sports. Um, I know so many female athletes amazing female athletes and I grew up in the era that title nine was just coming into to being and and what are we doing to it what are we doing to this fairness it's 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 to me it's just lunacy and so and and so people want to call me transphobes whatever they can they can call me whatever they want it's not going to make me cower in the corner it's just not something I'm willing to do yeah, I mean, there's there's no lack of topics out there. I mean, you just touched on a couple of them, like DEI uh, and, and women, uh, sorry, biological males competing in women's sports. We've talked a lot on our own show about those topics. And, and you're right. There, so again, there's no shortage of topics. What I like about what you said, though, is you're trying to bring us back to the center. Let's have a discussion, yeah. right? I, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I can see, I can see what you're trying to say. It's not about being racist. It's about having a sane conversation get back to the yeah. middle have these dialogues because right now what we're seeing is just so many people getting excited and they just want to yell and scream and call someone make some fun of someone and that's how they get this attention and we got to stop that yeah. and i think that's what you're uh, advocating right now 
that's what I'm advocating for. I don't know. It feels like the toothpaste is out of the tubes in so, in so many ways. You know, it's just we've right. got these social media platforms and people are willing to type anything they want. And, and you know, so um, I, 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 I want conversations in good faith. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've made the mistake of going on a podcast that I thought was going to be that. And it was it was an ambush. And I've made the mistake of inviting someone on that I shouldn't have, and I didn't do my due diligence ahead of time. So yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm learning as I go. I, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm certainly the furthest thing from perfect, but um, I'm trying. I'm, I just, I want to make an effort because I can't not try. I can't sit back and watch all this. Well, your, your strength and courage is, is, uh, is courageous. I mean, it's amazing what you're doing, and. We talked a lot about the people that are attacking you. What have you been? If, what about the supporters? How many you have a lot of supporters? Oh, yes, I do. And oh. you know, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Riley Gaines, the Kentucky swimmer who now yes. is becoming a household name, fighting for a fairness in women's sports. That's she right. and I have become acquainted, and you know, we've been texting each other during these last few days. And yes. she said to me that um, she said, "I feel so much support." that it encourages me that there are more people on my side than on the other side. In, in spite of all she's going through, of being physically attacked, I feel the same way. I feel like I have more support than I have people uh, against me. But maybe that's just because I'm living in a nice little fun, you know, sparkly echo chamber bubble. But um, I do like to believe that people want are hungry for this. They're hungry for sanity. They're hungry for just like I said, good faith conversations where people aren't just out to to make a point at your expense, no matter what. My husband gave me this great saying yesterday. He said, sometimes, you know, these these conversations you get into, it's like playing chess with a pigeon. You may have heard this. You're playing chess with a pigeon. The pigeon's going to knock the pieces down, poop all over the board and still strut around like he won. <laughs> no matter how well you play that chess game, this is how the pigeon's gonna see it, right? No matter how good your moves are, the pigeon's just gonna knock the pieces over, poop on the board and strut around like you want. <laughs> so I thought that is such a great visual for me and a great way to think about it. So I don't wanna play chess with pigeons. I wanna play chess with people who really are serious about engaging. I have not heard that one before, but I love it. I'll probably steal that at some point and use it again. Uh, listen, I love you it. have at it. It's so, it's so perfect. It's just like, it's perfect. It really, it really is. It, it perfectly describes the situation that we're under right now. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I, that's awesome that you're connecting with Riley on that. I mean, she's been all over the news, uh, especially this weekend, as, as you mentioned. She's being attacked by biological males claiming that they're, they're females. And I mean, even you look at the MMA, right? We're seeing even some of these fights going on where there's biological males fighting women and crushing their skulls, right? I, I mean, it's yeah. just, this is... Again, I love the name of your podcast, The Sanity, right? Because this is insane, and we need yeah. someone like yourself to bring us back to, to sanity, if you will. Well, it sounds like you're doing the same thing, so I appreciate it. We, we are. We're, we're trying. It's, it's, it's a battle, but it's, it's a great battle to have, and we're, we're glad that you've joined the battle as well. Um, so, again, your story is fantastic, and, I, and, again, I think a lot of people can relate to you, right? You had that dream job, and I, I just kind of want to bring it, bring it back to that. So what advice would you give – 
uh, our, our audience that are, are maybe struggling with some of these woke politics that they have in corporations or mandates, and they're just, they're afraid to stand up and say something uh, because they think that their career is going to go down in flames. What, would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I, I would say I was in a fortunate position where I got to choose. You know, I got to leave on my own terms, which is very rare in my business. And that's kind of why I did it sooner than later. I wanted to leave on my own terms. Not everyone's in that position and I get it. I get it. So what I would say is support anyone you can who you believe speaks for you in that way. Um, support those who, who can speak out. Um, it is tough. I've had friends of mine say, God, I really wanted to repost what you posted, but I'm afraid. That kills me. That kills me that here in America, where we have free speech and the First Amendment, that people are afraid of losing their jobs. Another person I've become friends with is Jennifer Safe, the former president of Levi's, right. who left her job and was she was kind of forced out, but she didn't take the buyout that they wanted to give her for her silence. She instead said, no, I, you can force me out, but I'm going to go talk about this. You know, she posted about kids needing to get back to school, about masking in schools and all the rest. And now she is a very outspoken yeah. uh, voice on all of this kind of woke stuff that is permeating every part of our lives. So I would say to people, um, watch who you do business with outside of your own job. Uh, mm -hmm. Look at labels. Look at where things are made. I don't buy anything made in China. I just won't. Um, that is a that is an existential threat for us, and we can't Absolutely. let corporations continue to say, "Oh, we're going to make this in China, and you're going to buy it anyway." Um, do do your damnedest not to, uh, and and uh, you know if you need to become active silently, there are ways to do that. Like I said, to get behind people who speak for you, and so those are the first bits of advice that I have, and I would say find like-minded people, um, mm -hmm. and and try to stick together. I wish those women, biological women in the MMA and in swimming events and in cycling events and in every other event where they are saying, we're going to let trans women in, the rest of those women should step out of the ring, so to speak, yes. and say, we're not, we're not competing. This isn't fair. Sorry, we're not doing this. And I, they need to see more of that. Now, if that happens, you're going to start to see rules yeah. changes because, you know, I, I mean, how how high does this have to go? Do we have to see uh, a great tennis player defeated by a male? Do we have to see you know um, men coming into you know biological men wanting yeah. to play in the WNBA and dunking on women? What, you <laughs> of know, course. I, I, what what what? How far does this have to go before we wake up and say this isn't just fringe anymore? And these are real people whose success, their chance at a, at a trophy, their chance at a national title. In the case of Leah Thomas in swimming, that's right. Their their chance at making an Olympic team. How far are we going to let this go? Yeah, no. It, it again it goes back to the insanity. And what I like about what you're saying, though, is you have a sense of urgency, and people need to realize you can do something about this. Either you you quit your job and start a podcast, or you don't, but you support people that do. And you start yeah. voicing your opinion as much as you can because we can't wait. We can't sit on the sidelines. We can't say, well, this is just a fad and it's going to go away at some point. Yeah. It won't if we don't do something about it. Yeah. The more you, you know, withdraw your support from things. You've seen a major backlash against Bud Light and yeah. against Nike for, for using a transgender uh, woman in their ads when I, I just... The other part about this that is so infuriating for me, this is not about banning people. 
This no. is not about transphobia. Right. This is about what is a real woman? It's not someone who just dresses up and makes herself look pretty and flits about. No. That's, it's that's insulting. not what it is. It's, it's absolutely it is insulting. insulting to a woman. Yes. It's like, really? That's what you think a woman is? Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, we can go on about this one. It, it, it does yes. get my blood boiling. Yes. And again, it goes back to the insanity concept. Well, I, you know, again, Michelle, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that you have given us this great example of, of doing something about it. And, and I love your practical examples of things that everyone can do. And there is a sense of urgency here. So Michelle, what else can we do to support the work that you're doing? Oh, that's so kind of you. Well, subscribe to my podcast. You can find it everywhere yeah. from YouTube to Spotify to Apple uh, to Salem Podcast Network. Uh, subscribe. That would be great to have your support and to have your listenership. We're, we're growing every day. Um, and you can find me on all the major platforms except TikTok. I do not operate there. I wonder and hope why. to God they ban that. But yeah, I, I really... I really hope they ban that. I'm hearing today that uh, the Biden administration is looking to recruit influencers from TikTok to help support the, the candidacy of Joe Biden. And wow. I'm amazed by that, that they would actually use TikTok for this. It's when it's we're considering banning it. It's whatever. It's these <laughs> nothing surprises times. me anymore. I, I know. Right. It's yeah. Well, uh, Michelle, again, I, I want to thank you for your courage, uh, and I want to thank you for inspiring millions of America, uh, Americans to do the exact same thing. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. I, I hope so. It's just any, any one person we can influence, right? That's right. We'll take it. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.